Welcome to Words from Ward, Mary Ward's first ever podcast radio where teachers and students come together to share their stories and to tell their tales. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey Ward, welcome back to another episode of Words from Ward. Once again, I'm back as your host. My name is Andy Feng, grade 12, and uh, I'm back again. So happy to be here and uh, happy to be interviewing a great guest today. Julia, how about you introduce yourself and the guest? Uh, yeah, so I'm Julia again. Uh, you might recognize me from the guidance episode. Uh, and we are currently here with uh, Dr. Brown, who is the uh, director of the TCDSB. Dr. Brown, would you like to give us a little bit of an introduction uh, to yourself and what you do? Uh, hey, Andy. Uh, <laughs> Julia, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Brendan Brown. I'm the director of education here in the Toronto Catholic District School Board. For right. sure. Yeah, thank you very much. Sounds good. So, Mr. Brown, what brings you here today to Mary Ward to come visit our wonderful school? Well, I've heard, I've been in the board now for, this is over a year. I'm in my second year here in Toronto Catholic as the director. And uh, Mary Ward is certainly a school that you hear a lot about because it's a unique experience at Mary Ward. Yeah. Um, and, and the opportunity to, uh, to, to learn in the way that uh, this school provides is such a unique experience, which I know that you guys know as grade 12s. But for me, the opportunity to visit and, and, and be here personally is something I was really looking forward to. And we're very happy to have you here today. So thank, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us and answer a few of our questions. My pleasure. So as you know, Mary Ward is a very different school when it comes to um, what, right, what school was like before COVID-19 hit. We right. had self-directed learning, right. which was very different from a lot of schools that not a lot of teachers are used to. Um, and we know that now that we're back in person, there is a few t uh, rumors spreading around about what the rest of the year is going to look like. Can you tell us a little bit about self-directed learning and if it might be coming back, if there's any talks about it, any, um, any hope when it comes to self-directed learning coming back to Ward? Well, I mean, we're certainly hopeful that uh, if we can be back to as close to a regular semester as possible throughout the system, what that would mean for Ward would be uh, back to, to what you've been used to, what you come to expect at Mary Ward, which is that, that unique approach to education, which is, which is self-directed. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, we're, we're in what we hope is the tail end right, of, of this pandemic we've been going through. Right. Uh, the, the idea of, of having access to vaccines for any student who's here and staff we certainly see case counts continue to come down. We're, we're very hopeful. Um, we keep working with the province right now to try to um, see about lifting these restrictions that are in place at the moment. Now, we recognize we're trying to be as cautious as possible. Of course. Um, but we also recognize that it really matters to get back to as normal as possible. Mm -hmm. We know that, especially for folks like yourselves, grade 12, you know, it's been, you had grade 9, half of grade 10, and then grade 11 was a really difficult year last year, and it would be good. Yeah. for you to get back to normal as soon as possible. So our sincere hope is that the Mary Ward community would mirror what happens throughout the rest of the board, mm -hmm. is that the closer we get back to a regular semester, that would mean back to the uh, the modeling that would be the same at Mary Ward. Right. And then sort of um, a two-part question with that. Um, we do know that some sports have come back. Not all of them, but you know, there's still been a few uh, or events going on. I think oh, there yeah. was field hockey. Sure, cross country. Uh, cross country yep. came that was back. Really good. I like that a lot. So. Yeah, um, but you know, I know I can speak for a lot of the grade 12s when we say um, or when we ask, "What about graduation and prom, school dances? Big important 
uh, milestones like that when you sort of think of high school? Is there talks about maybe possibly having some of those things back? Look, we talk about them actually all the time because for the exact reasons you said, we recognize how important they are. We recognize them as enormous milestones right. for students and uh, celebration of all the work that you've done up to this point with your friends. It's a real marker that the last couple of years have been really challenging and, and we know that. Yeah. I've got a, a daughter in grade tw uh, 10, so her, first, her grade 8 graduation was that first uh, June of COVID and that was hard. Right. Uh, and, and so I you know I know that from personal experience. So what I talked about in my last response about the closer we get to uh, second semester being normal, if, again if the case counts stay the way they are, right. I would be sincerely optimistic mm -hmm. that something mm -hmm. like graduation for example as we're closer to, maybe it looks not exactly this is the way we always yeah. imagined it to be. I don't know yet. It's a little early to speculate, yeah. right. but our sincere hope would be that, yeah, we're back and, and, and that is mm -hmm. a, a really on the table. Right. That sounds really good. And I think uh, speaking about how uh, we're seeing the, the, the impact and the, the trend of COVID-19 sort, of, uh, sort of becoming better right now during yeah. the first semester, uh, what have you seen across the board in terms of the first semester um, sort of impact of COVID-19? It hasn't been uh, sort of kind to us as a, as a school board and also as high school communities, mm -hmm. or uh, are we still seeing a, a sort of dogged impact of, of COVID-19 today? I'll answer that two ways. Mm -hmm. The first way is around from a health perspective. What we are seeing is that our case counts continue to be coming down. Uh, we recognize the impact of students that in high school, students and teachers are eligible for vaccines right. and the case counts have gone down as, as a result. Have we seen cases in schools? We have, but we also expected it. Because right. as they're in the community, you know that they will show up in schools, but we have not had to shut down any schools. We've had a couple of situations with, where we've had some outbreaks and we've, we've managed them with some. But knowing that students are vaccinated, allowing them to come back as quickly as possible, right. um, we're really optimistic about the way things are going. And we, we hope that as long as we continue to be vigilant, we're going to keep heading in the right direction. Right. That's my first part of the answer. Yeah. But the second part, though, Andy, that I want to be clear about is that I think the impact has been tremendous from a mental health perspective. Um, yeah. I think that that you know us going to the modified semester. Uh, the reason for that is because uh, public health wanted to make sure that we limited the number of cohorts and yeah. the mixing. Yeah. Um, so we recognize the rationale, but we also recognize that it's hard. I mean, some of the the, the classes that we're in for longer periods of time um, are difficult. Um, it's sure. been a really different way for all of us to teach and learn. Yeah. And um, I think it's been. I think people are tired. I think staff are tired. I think students are tired. So I think that that impact, uh, we recognize the positive things happening from, um, you know, from a health perspective, we hope that continues, but I would have to acknowledge that it's, it's still difficult. We are still thoughtful about student mental health. Right. Um, and we do see some of the things we talked about a little earlier about extracurriculars and that are, are helping, mm -hmm. I think, you yeah, know, when right. it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm hopeful about that. I think we'll share some stories right now. So I think yeah. we'll st I'll, st I'll start with this. I think. Coming back from from last year it was a, it was a place of like sort of a little bit of desolation yeah. being at home all day. It was hard. It was really hard. It was hard on a lot of people, mm -hmm. and just sort of having that hope that we are back in person, that things are sort of going in the right direction. Yeah. It definitely means a lot. I know a lot, uh, last year, and I can speak for a lot of other students here. Yeah. It was a very hard time just being at home, isolated all the time, mm -hmm. not being able to go up, go out, see your teachers have that yeah. connection, yeah. especially when it came to stuff like schoolwork and oh, yeah. extracurricular activities, sports. Sure. A lot of students sort of depended on that part of school, sorry, uh, that part of school, mm -hmm. because it was just so important to have that connection with people and teachers and to make sure that you had the help that you needed when, it, when you needed it. Um, and just knowing that part of that is back now, 
it's definitely a huge weight off of my shoulders personally, I yeah. can say for sure. Well, let's face it. I mean, I think that, and I would speak for myself too as a high school student, um, a lot of the reasons why I'd come to school, what I'd look forward to is the things that I did after school, the mm -hmm. sports teams exactly. I played on or being in the school play or the club or the newspaper, whatever it is that people are into. Yeah. That's actually what brings a lot of students to school. So not having that last year, as to your for point, sure. yeah, it was a big impact. And for, sure. for this year, with having that back, like we had grade nine orientation, uh, I think last month or two months yeah, ago at we, this point. Yeah, we have our grade um, nine always program. Always having a grade nine, strong grade nine orientation right. program in person. Um, being able to do that with COVID restriction and being able to successfully do that and, and have a safe uh, time, but also a fun time, being able yeah. to be leaders yeah. uh, in that setting. It was really nice and also having just being with our friends again in person, I think for myself, my my personal mental health has been a lot better this year versus sure. last year. And I think that's... But possible. I like what you said about being leaders, especially yeah. as grade 12s, yeah. because, you yeah. know, you've just lived through this, but now you're looking at these new grade nines coming in. You want to introduce them to Mary Ward. You want to introduce them to the experience, but you also recognize that it's been hard. For sure. And, and you've got a little bit more maturity and your leadership in that, I'm sure, has, has made a big impact on a lot of students. Yeah. And if, like, even for the grade nines, I can't even imagine how scared they were entering high school because they had their grade eight year taken away. Yeah. They were th sort of thrown into grade nine high school for without sure. the orientation that we got, without getting to meet teachers, meet new right. people within the school. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, at least with us, we had the proper grade nine orientation. We got to meet all the teachers. We got to know the school. And we had that like the connection between the other grades sort of showing us around. We had TA, which was huge, um, getting to know new people, and they didn't have that. So it was really weird and very hard mm -hmm. seeing the grade nines or even just the grade tens, yeah, just how quiet mm -hmm. they were. It was so different, but then sort of watching, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't um, an Oasis leader, but I was still there on the day doing mm -hmm. interviews, watching things. Yeah. Um, and just seeing them connect with everyone, yeah. with each other, and with the grade 12s and the grade 11s, it was so. It, it gave me a sense of hope that you know things are getting better. It blossoms. They yeah. they definitely blossom. And I think, I always said all oh, the this year there's two years of grade nines, two years right. of new students coming into the school. But um, for sure, I, I've seen after after our Oasis grade nine or leadership orientation program, uh, these last two months they've gotten a lot better, and everyone has sort of blossomed into their own role at school. Yeah. Amazing. I love to hear that. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and so, next question is sort of, I know you've talked about your grade 10 daughter, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and so uh, do you have, like, so speak about your children in sure. TCSB, and then yeah. also how they're coping with being back in person, coming back from online yeah. learning, and just giving that sort of back as a Yeah, as a parent, um, how have you noticed COVID-19 and schooling affecting not only your children, but just all the other students? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously last year was a very hard year, as you mentioned, but yeah, just going with Andy, what Andy was saying, how have you noticed uh, COVID-19 affecting um, your, our, own, your own children? Yeah, your own children. How did they cope with everything going on? Yeah. Well, uh, so I've got two daughters. Mm -hmm. i got a daughter in grade 10, mm -hmm. and i got a daughter in grade 5. Mm -hmm. So 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. Right. And um, I think that they process it differently. But it, it's an, it is an interesting perspective for me to be, you know, as a director of the school board, um, and I'm also a parent mm -hmm. and so you know there, there's there's a lot of the big picture decision-making and the educational and there's also what I come home to every night mm -hmm. and you know helping with homework and you know during some of the, the the times in the pandemic when we're really locked in you know I'm trying to make do this the work and meetings and decisions while I'm trying to help my then nine-year-old log into her Google yeah. classroom right. and, yeah. and so you know we're trying to keep all these things going mm -hmm. at the same time um, I would say my oldest daughter, so when she was in grade nine through that last year, who's in grade 10. Now, the difference between last year and this year for her is 
couldn't be more stark. Um, she's a pretty, uh, she's an excellent student and, and very hardworking. So she would go and do her thing and, um, you know, wouldn't have to worry much about her. But this year, being back regularly, making friends, like it's really interesting. She's in grade 10. Yeah. And I would say that I'm just starting to, like, she's just all of these new friends she's talking about all the time. You know, you realize that she was only there last year for those first four months. Mm -hmm. And then we were home for after Christmas and then a couple, you know, weeks after and then home again. So I think that, that the whole high school experience is actually starting to open up for her now as a result. Um, and even though I wasn't worried about her academically when she was home, mm -hmm. the social piece, and as I connect back earlier to that mental health piece for her has been amazing. I'm, I'm really proud of her, but I'm so happy with how things are going oh, for yeah. her at school right. this year. With my 10-year-old, my, my so again, grade four last year, um, I, I think she found it harder. Mm -hmm. I think she was perhaps not as... Um, maybe not as adept as just doing her own thing and being able to just get at it and maybe would need a little bit more direction yeah. at home. Um, she rounded into it as time went on, but you could tell with her that lack of social interaction was probably affecting her more so than, um, mm -hmm. than others. So for her being able to come back this year for a different reason than my older daughter is she's just kind of flourishing again. Yeah. So right. um, I really do see as a parent, I'm coming home and I see them happier I'm seeing them engaged with their work. And I know you can, everyone has different experiences across the system, mm -hmm. but when I'm out and visiting schools, I'm asking yeah. students all the time, hey, are you happy to be back? It doesn't right. matter if I'm asking a group of grade ones mm -hmm. or a group of grade 12s. Yeah. I'm telling you, everybody is saying, we are so happy to be back. Yeah. And I'm not sure that everyone would have said that three years ago. Yeah. You know, because people would have different, but I think that when you're in the experience of, being at home, being isolated, it kind of puts a different perspective on things. Yeah. So I definitely experienced that as a parent, and I'm really, I'm really glad that, that my girls are back and they're doing they're doing good things. I'm really proud of both of them. I think For being sure. a being a parent is like a microcosm of being the director sure. of the school board. Yeah. So you, you have that same type of experience, but on a on a massive scale. I say I say that I recognize that my experience is unique. Um, to my experience, I would never pretend to speak for the experiences for sure. of others. Right. But it, but in what my lived experience is with my girls, I can relate to the fact that it's been really hard. Yeah. And sure. um, you know, hopefully we're heading in the right direction because I think it's just good for for my girls' mental health and for their academics. And right. Yeah. That like, has been seen throughout the board. Yes, and um, and like you were saying last year, we were only back for four months, um, and it was even then when we were back, it was still incredibly isolated because things were still very uncertain. Um, we still had to be very safe. Uh, and even then we did not get to do much interacting like you had said, like right. with your daughter. Um, I'm sure she would have only been interacting with the kids that were in her class and it was what? Just in the morning. No, well, it was just the morning. And then you'd go home and then you'd be online in the afternoon. It wasn't right. the same. Like even now, just the way in which she's connecting with friends over lunch and there's extracurriculars happening after school and yeah. as you know we're sitting here together as an extracurricular mm -hmm. um, that's making a huge difference yeah. for sure all right and i think after that sort of section we'll move on to a different section which is the board and sort of what you're uh tackling at the board in terms of issues and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to advance in terms of social issues and all of that so we'll dive in that for a little bit yeah. uh, and the first question i have is uh so First of all, I know that this year and last year, coming in as as, as director during COVID, yeah. uh, keeping students safe was your top priority. So, what are the the more massive and major, what are the more more massive and major uh, initiatives and 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 uh, sort of implementations that the board has had in terms of keeping students safe uh, in high school uh, for our audience? Like that. It's been a huge time of learning, mm -hmm. and and 
you, you think about the work that we do in education and what I trained for as a teacher and you know, in, in my role now, and I can talk about what that means, what my role is now mm -hmm. later. Um, you know, you never recognized or could have anticipated that it would be so inti intimately connected to public health. Yeah. Right. I mean, we know more now about, you know, aerosols and airborne and how masks support and vaccine mandates and than we ever could have imagined. So right. that has dominated, right? Because when you look even at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. that, that idea of being safe mm -hmm. and yeah. secure, we can't build on anything else until that's the case. And that has been the focus. Um, we recognize that um, a lot of a lot of our work in order to make sure that, that students are, are feeling safe is also to make parents feel comfortable and safe as well. Yeah, and sure. because there's there's an anxiety when kids are going off to school, are they going to be safe? Are they, and um, that's been a huge focus for us. Right. So um, and part of the conversations that have happened throughout the year and, and you, they're the same conversations you see playing out in the public, which is around, you know, the idea of masks or the idea of whether people should be getting vaccines or not. And that's, you know, we're, we're, we're working through those situations very publicly. And uh, we're really proud of, of the decisions that we've landed on because we're trying to keep students' uh, needs at the forefront of our decision making all the time. Right. People have different opinions um, all the time. And, um, and people are happy to share them. And we're, we're happy to, to, to take them because it informs our decision making. But our big focus definitely has been how are we going to make sure that students are safe, the parents are feeling comfortable, that the children can be back at school. Because we know uh, just to their, our last segment, if they are in school, they're, they're much better off. They're going to be learning. And, and uh, we think it's better, better for yeah. students. Um, right now, though, from a big picture perspective, we're also putting together our new multi-year strategic plan. Mm -hmm. So we're engaging in, in feedback. And actually, I'm glad to be saying this on your podcast because um, right now we are, we are in the middle of, of feedback. So we're in the third oh. phase of it. We just had a session on Tuesday night to try to talk a little bit about, more about it. But we want to hear from students. Oh, I mean, right. uh, we have you know a survey out that if we could hear from students, what do you think the priorities are? That helps inform our decision making. And where can you find those? Just for the people listening, in case let's they have questions. Sure. Yeah, let's sure. plug that for sure. Make okay. it known. Terrific. Uh, www. I don't have to say that anymore. Do I? TCDSP.org/slash/mysp. Mysp stands for Multi-Year Strategic Plan. Pretty simple, guys. Yeah. Everyone, this is a call for the podcast listeners. It is. If you have any questions, anything to say, be sure to go to the website. and also and also leave feedback in then. We want we want your feedback, and you'll identify as a student. We want student feedback. What's emerging right now won't surprise you in terms of what the the feedback so far has been. Huge focus on equity. We want to make sure that um, we're thoughtful about how do we use our resources, how are we identifying who are our students, how are they doing, um, our students from particular communities, from particular backgrounds, students who identify in a particular way, mm -hmm. how are they um, impacted by the decisions that we make, and how can we be thoughtful about increasing our focus on equity so that all students can achieve in very intentional ways. Yeah. Um, right. Student achievement is obviously, we're an educational organization, mm -hmm. so trying to be thoughtful about, you know, um, making sure that we have the resources in place to, to support all student learning and try to, to measure that, to make sure that we are, are heading in the right direction. Uh, right. Well-being is, is an enormous um, focus for us. Um, uh, recognizing that, that um, you know, as I talked earlier about how the pandemic has impacted from a mental health perspective, uh, we're very cognizant of the supports, uh, destigmatizing the idea of mental health, right. trying to make sure that... Um, you know, we can normalize these conversations so we can provide the support that's required. Sure. So um, equity, uh, student achievement, uh, mental health, all grounded within our faith. 
We are a Catholic school board, yeah. and and our our call as Catholics is is to love, is to serve, is to to promote the dignity of all, and that is really found within what our priorities are moving forward. Because our we want to make sure that every student that's in our system has every chance to succeed, and that we're a huge part of that. So right. we're working on that right now. That is, we want your feedback on what that looks like. Those are the big buckets that are emerging right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And some of the details are, are what will continue to unfold. I really think that's that's important to, to, to know for our students listening is, is that uh, the board is listening, right? So the board is listening right. to, to student feedback and then to student consultation whenever whenever possible in, in, in terms of formatting and developing their policy and their uh, their sort of a plan for the next few years. For sure. And so that's that's a really good, uh, good, mm -hmm. good part of what you're well, doing. Well, actually, it's it's almost the most important mm -hmm. and sometimes it's yeah. sometimes it's hard to get like we can send out a survey and and teachers might get it we send it home and the parents might do it and um how do we get around that idea that you know we don't want an apathetic approach we want people to be engaged and lean in because mm -hmm. your opinion matters as much or more than anyone's you're yeah. living it right and and your opinion is actually what's going to form the foundation of a multi-year strategic plan right. which is multi-years you guys are going to move on, you know, in the next year or so, but what are you leaving behind? For sure. And I know that it's scary to speak up, um, especially about um, how you truly feel about a situation, but it's very important because if you do not speak up, if you do not speak your truth, then no change happens. Mm -hmm. And in order for change to happen, we need people to speak up. And um, it's just sort of this loophole where, you know, you can, nothing will, nothing will change if you do not say something. And it's so important because I know a lot of the people um, are scared to speak up and scared to take that first approach. But knowing that the board listens, that you guys do listen, that you take that information and you talk about it, it's 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 important to know. And it's it's. Uh, well, thank, it, thanks, Shlak. Andy said it, said it. Like, we're listening. Right. We want to hear from you. Um, but just like the democratic process, you know, you can't really have much to say if you don't vote. Exactly. Um, this is an opportunity. We want we want to hear your voice. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And you will be able to say when you go through, like, I'm a student, and this is what I think. And we want to know when we aggregate our data, this is what our students are telling us. You know, this is what our parents are, like, so we can, we can do that. And the student voice is tremendously powerful. Right. For sure. And let's move, you really segued into my next topic perfectly, which You're is, welcome. just give, thank you, <laughs> just giving specific examples of the, I know the board is really um, focused on equity, uh, inclusion and diversity, so EDI, equity, uh, diversity and inclusion. So with that being said, what are the specific initiatives that the board is, is taking on to, to keep that uh, equity and keep that diversity as a main priority for, let's say, indigenous groups, or let's say uh, the LGBTQ population or folks that are, that are uh, identifying as that within your schools? What are some specific initiatives at the board? Yes, especially with the uh, TRC's call to action. Um, and you know, just uh, when it comes for the request to the, sorry, their request for the Pope to apologize and just everything about that. Yeah, so yeah. what can the board do and what is the board doing right now? And how are they showing positions? their support with everything going on? So we're, we're grateful that we, with our uh, Indigenous uh, Education Advisory Committee, we have elders, uh, members from the community who provide important um, perspectives to us right. uh, on the work that we do. So I'll give you an example, actually, you wanted a tangible example. Uh, this is the first year this year, so next Monday, November the 8th, we are celebrating um, in, uh, in Indigenous uh, Remembrance Day, uh, and, and we've never done that before. Right. And so Remembrance Day is on the 11th, but the, but the, the commemoration of the contributions made by um, Indigenous Canadians to um, 
military efforts is, is a recognized day within the community, and that is on the 8th. And that's something that we want to highlight as, as we continue to put things at the forefront of, of um, our decision making. So that's an intentional kind of way in which we, um, you know, we're trying to make sure that, that issues around indigenous education are at the forefront of decision making. Sure. And a way to be, I know it, it, it's just one example, but it is, it's a public, it's, um, it's a very public statement. Mm -hmm. right. and, and those are ways in which we want to continue to make sure that these issues are at the forefront. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing how, you know, when you when you make something your public priority has to be backed up by action yeah right. so then when we're talking about you know flying flags and we're talking about you know some of these public statements we've made you know for us to to, to make sure that we are focusing all of our, our focus on uh when before we even talk about remembrance day we're talking about through it through uh, uh we're talking about it with our indigenous um community leaders and elders listening to their stories making sure that their voices are at the forefront right. of our decision making really is uh is an example of the ways in which we're continuing to try to learn, right. try to listen. And it's, it's good to know that people of the Indigenous community are involved. It's not just sort of behind the scenes again. It's like it's members of the Indigenous communities, as we're saying, elders that are there with you in the process of decision making. It's good to know that you guys uh, have that. There is nothing about me without me. Right. Right. We when we make our decisions and we do this work together, we do so with tremendous humility. Uh, we do so with an openness and, and to learn. Uh, and know that we have a lot to learn, and we have a lot to listen, and we have a lot to answer to. So for us, in a lot of these conversations, it really is just about sitting down, listening, and um, and we can't do this work without, you know, without permission, without uh, the encouragement, and without. So that's very much what we for what sure. we commit to. For sure. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for that. It was it was a really good message that our students. Where Mary Ward students are always very involved in social activism, and then we're a school that's very rooted in that. And so, yes. for them to hear that this is happening at the board level, it's it's, it's definitely going to be really great for them, and the, they're they're definitely going to be excited for what's coming next. Well, for same sure. as as last year. For I know I'm using the same time of year as an example, but again, we chose to to highlight the contributions of Black Canadians to uh, war efforts, and we wanted to do so very intentionally. Yes. Uh, because part of part of our work when we make commitments to dismantling anti-black racism, to be committed to uh, work around anti-oppression, to be looking at at the way that systems and structures are set up and how they perpetuate ongoing outcomes and norms, there are there are tangible ways in which you can do that. So, you know, when we're taking a look at our hiring processes, when we're taking a look at uh, you know our our teachers, our principals, mm -hmm. our leaders, representative of our student population. Um, when we have events such as Remembrance Day, and we can do that with an intentional focus, it helps to move our message forward. So mm -hmm. last year we did a very intentional look at the contribution of black Canadians to, uh, around Remembrance Day. This year we're very intentionally doing so uh, looking at on Indigenous uh, Remembrance Day on the 8th of November, again before the 11th, is another... another. Yeah. I, I know it's it's symbolic, but it's something in, in which, you know, it sh hopefully shows our commitment to continuing the conversation. Yes. And moving on from that, just for the last part of the episode, I want to talk about you specifically. So I know that before you were talking about um, how your role was shaped in the TCSB. So uh, with that keeping in mind, uh, what has your experience been the last two years being here as, as a director? And what are your goals moving forward uh, for students who might be listening uh, as, as personal goals to, to really help and develop the TCSB? Wow, okay. Um... So what's my experience been so far? It's been tremendous. I mean, it's been different. It's been it's not what I would have thought. Yeah. Um, you know, if to take on any new role to do so in a pandemic has been um, has been challenging. Sure. You know, I'm an educator. I'm a, I'm a teacher. Right. 
Right. right? So, I mean, I taught grade four and grade five. I taught grade seven and eight. I taught grade nine and 10. I taught special education. Uh, I was a vice principal, wow. uh, principal, superintendent, mm -hmm. um, executive superintendent. So I come from the academic sort of world. Mm -hmm. And going into this role as a director, again, I didn't know that I would be this engaged in public health. Right. Um, and all the ways in which we're trying to think about how we do things differently. So how's my experience has been different. Um, so I haven't had the opportunity, all the things that I loved about being a teacher, right. that I love about being a teacher, is directing the school play, coaching yeah. the soccer team, right. uh, leading the student leadership. And I missed that last year. And I really, that's what I love. And so as a director, I was looking forward to hopefully creating the conditions in which in schools, um, these things were happening and I could at least have some small part of it. Yeah. And, um, and last year was a lot more, um, a lot more bureaucratic and decision making and a little bit more tight with our, with our focus in order to make sure that everyone was as safe as possible. Right. So as we continue to kind of open up, those are the things that I love. I love sitting down with you guys. Like this mm -hmm. is, this is what I like to do. I like to get out and, and connect. Yeah, sure. So that's about my experience. But what's my hope for the system is that, well, that we create those conditions, that we have good people in place who are going to create opportunities for our students to do things yeah. um, that are going to expand and enrich their, their experiences. That's, that's our, our, our teachers, our, our support staff, everyone that's working in the building, bringing whatever talents and passions that they have to the, to the school and, you know, and, and sharing that in a way that encourages others. I do think that, and I've recognized this in going to a lot of schools now, I've been taught in a lot of schools, worked in a lot of schools, and I've been traveling, getting into a lot of schools, but a lot of it's got to do with you. Like a lot of it's got to do with the students. Like how are you stepping up in the building to take on leadership, to start something, to make an impact? Yeah. And ultimately the system running well is when throughout the system, in all 200 schools throughout the system, we have students like yourselves, students that are, that are saying, I want to lead this initiative. I want to take this on. I'm going to champion this. I'm going to join this team. I'm going to, I'm going to do something that's going to make my school proud. It's going to make my family proud, and it's going to be a good reflection on on what we do in Catholic education. Okay. Um, like it, it's almost like if you are if you're a teacher, your goal is to make sure every student is the best version of themselves. Yeah. Right. If you're a principal, things are running really well when all of your staff are just you know clicking on all mm -hmm. cylinders. That's For sure. For me, my, you know, the ultimate, and I like to think, I like to think um, optimistically, mm -hmm. and I like to think in ideals. What would the ideal be? Right. And the ideal would be that if in 200 schools throughout the, the system, students were engaged, they felt safe, and they were taking on things they were passionate about, and they were making an impact, and doing so from a faith lens. Mm -hmm. That's, I want to make the distinction, that I, that is an ideal. That's the, like, if things were running perfectly, that's what it would be. Right. But I don't measure ideals by whether or not we achieve them. I measure an ideal by whether or not it's pointing us in an educationally defensible direction. Yeah. Are we heading in the right, are we trying to do the right things for the right reasons? Right. And so that would be my vision for the board in an ideal world that we've got staff that are uh, here every day engaged, welcoming, making, creating conditions so that students can thrive and students are taking advantage and actually taking it further because then great things are happening. Because I love going into a school or I love going into a classroom right. where the teacher might end up saying, I had no idea it was going to be this, but then the students just kind of took it and ran with yeah. it, you know, and right. like, that as a teacher is the best. Like that's, so for sure. I don't know if that answered your question. Oh, or not, for but. Sure. That's, that <laughs> was great. And it's, it's good because you, as you were saying, you yourself were a teacher, so you can really advocate for teachers, for students. You have that experience. 
Um, and it's good to know that you guys truly do care. Mm -hmm. From uh, a STEM perspective, it's it's nice hearing from the director about this about these issues and about these uh, these visions and goals that you, that you have with the board. And I'm and a teacher, sure of it. right? That's, and even about your experiences, just what you what you witnessed, what you've gone through. It's been a blessing to be in a, a bunch. I've been a lot of different school communities for you know a lot of different positions, whether it be a teacher. or spec ed teacher, vice principal, all those different roles. And um, I've learned a lot along the way, but I've learned a lot from parents. I've right. learned a lot from teachers. I've learned a lot from colleagues. I've learned a ton from students. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what we do. Like, we're teachers. So right. this is who we're passionate about, making making sure that you have the best opportunity possible. Sure. And last thing for, for this episode today is just... Uh, what's one piece of advice that you'd give towards students this year? I know we have a come from a teaching background, so if you had all the board as your class, what would you give as one piece of advice? <sighs> Try something and don't be afraid to fail. Um, sometimes we, we hold ourselves back because we don't know that if we're going to be good at it or not. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way, a little secret. I've never been a director before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I had to take this on. I had to make a leap, mm -hmm. right? And, right? And there has to be a sense of a sense of confidence, but also a sense of humility, mm -hmm. right? That and I think that my advice to, to students would be take something on and don't feel that you have to be perfect at it. It's actually a liberating idea to recognize that nobody's an expert in anything. Right. Um, I'm not an expert in anything. I just I just try my best to do be the best version of myself. So whether that means, again, stepping up and trying out for a, for a play or taking on some sort of leadership project or to be working on something that's going to make, you know, the school recycling program better, anything that that's going to make an impact, just just do it. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing happens unless you start it. I, I'd also say it this way. I, I remember sitting in my, um, I would say to people when they would ask, I've, I've done a, finished my PhD and, and I would say to people, Finishing it wasn't wasn't the best thing I ever did. I was starting it, right. and my advice would be, um, it's starting something that's the key. Right. Finishing something is is what you end up doing, mm -hmm. but it's actually all about starting. Right. So um, I would encourage people to start something and not to be afraid to do so. Thank you so much, just for all of that. All right. <laughs> And uh, with that being said, you want to close it off? Yeah, sure. So uh, thank you so much for being here today, uh, for taking the time to talk with us and listen to us. And I know that I can speak on behalf of all of Ward when we say that we are very happy to have you here. Uh, thank you again for everything. Thank you, Mr. Wetzel. Thank you, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Arturi. Um, <laughs> for setting this all up. Yes, for setting all this it's up. Thank a... you, Andy, for being here. Oh, no, um, that's for sure. And yeah, and yeah thank so you. is there any last words that you want to want to say to us or, or to the podcast listeners before we uh, let you go today? Yeah, before we sign off. Uh, well, I just, thanks for having me. It was a real pleasure to be invited and I'd love to sit down and have this chat and uh, I want to wish everyone in the Mary Ward community, uh, you know, a great run up to Christmas and, and, and definitely a great rest of the year. I look forward to hearing about the things that are happening here. I know Mr. Wetzel will keep me updated and right. I look forward to coming back. All right, folks, that was the uh, Dr. Brown episode. So I hope you guys all enjoyed. And uh, we'll be back next week for another really great episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening.